0: Welcome to this new VVV podcast episode, covering the most recent town hall.
1: Okay, welcome guys. Let me know if you can hear me loud and clear, because I'm sitting outside today.
2: And I'm on mobile
1: only. So I'm going to check the comments of uh, the the spaces. And I might not see them all in chronological order because Elon Musk still has not fixed that and we don't have a live chat, but I will do everything to catch up of any questions which you guys might have or any input or any topics which you guys would like me to cover. Okay, it seems the audio is fine. Christian, if you are around, please request the speaker permissions. And then we get started. And maybe um, Farsan, if you are around as well, I think it would be super... Only if you want to, right? But I think it would be super interesting to hear why all of a sudden you have uh, joined the in real life event as well amongst the other guys yes sir hi christian can you hear me yes loud and clear
0: perfect um yeah thank you uh for having me again today and um Sorry, it was cutting in and out while it was changing my mic setup. Did you say uh, for me to share about why I chose to do
1: the, the live event? Oh, no, no. Okay, so, um, and I don't mean to call him out. It's a super, super good decision. I, I, I'm super grateful um, that he, because I know he had some other plans and, you know, he made time to join us. But Farzan, um is now also joining the real-life event. Oh, awesome. And, if, if he is around to talk, Fasan, if you're around, feel free to request the speaker permissions. Uh, I think it would be good for everyone to get a slight perspective of why people join the event. And then also we have a private Telegram group for the event itself. And maybe, Christian, maybe you can share some of the things which you have seen, like the Villas, for example. We have um, 18 people in total joining the Real Life event. We have 12 attendees and we have six team members and I think it would be interesting for everyone to hear how the accommodations look like. Christian, you're on mute, on mute if you're speaking. Oh, I'm sorry.
0: I thought uh, <laughs> we were going to hear from Farsan. Um, so, yeah, uh first of all, I just want to say how excited I am. Um, and the, and the more I see, um, the more I'm just, uh, amazed. I was <laughs> showing pictures to, to my wife going, uh, you know, this is really a, a, uh, once in a lifetime opportunity and, and not, um, primarily from the standpoint of the amazing surroundings and the, uh, wonderful people that I'll be into contact with, although that's, uh, a huge plus obviously, but, um, really just to, uh, just like we learned in the Warren Buffett homeworks to, to really invest, um, in yourself. And, um, it's been something that, uh, you know, I've shared with, uh, Sean a, a little bit privately, um, but, uh, you know uh, I had really gotten to a point in in my career where i had, I was starting to think you know is this it like why I, I have this this hunger to know more to grow to to lead and I'm just sort of stifled here but all the you know quote unquote adults around me and and you know the quote wise you know older generation was like yep this is it like this is this is life this is what it has to be and um just to to have joined VBV and and start to get hints at what this was going to be like and now to see uh, the, the opportunities just even just hints at what we're going to be able to to learn and uh, and to grow in ourselves and and to rewire um, just like Sean's been talking about that expectation of settling for mediocrity and, and settling for, for really, you know, there's that phrase that says, if you're not growing, then you're dying. Um, and not accepting that inner death, uh, that comes with just settling for a life that doesn't make you happy. Um, I, I, I just looking at the, the villas and, and the the things that we've seen so far, it's just like that. Yes, that is, <laughs> That is what I aspire to. It's it's what I want to learn uh, to be, and and to um, uh, to that point, I, I'm just so grateful um, to to Sean and to VVV for for giving me the opportunity to
1: step into that world. So, yeah, it's literally the best villa in all of Mabaya, where the event is going to be held. So there's there's no better villa in all of them. It's an oceanfront, incredibly big and overly lavish palace <laughs> where we're we going to have the event. And then we have two additional villas to make room for everyone. And then we have three more bedrooms in my own villa for the remaining team members who joined more or less spontaneously. Um, and Fasan, I, I see you're here now. Thank you for joining. Uh, what made you join? what made you change your decision and join the event?
2: Yeah, so uh, the moment I heard we had a live event, I was uh, super stoked. But sadly enough, it coincided exactly with the time that I should have uh, went to Turkey. Because I'm, re- uh, I'm uh, removing my location, I'm relocating in uh, Turkey, and it coincided exactly with that amount of time. So some stuff, uh, some personal stuff uh, came in between, which uh, canceled that out. And yeah, seeing all the, all the chats in the Telegram group, I already knew I wanted to be there for the people, but seeing uh, what will be discussed there and how much I can grow to be there. Yeah, that, that made it even more a uh, no-brainer than it already was.
1: Yeah, and no, I'm super glad that you're coming because the event is really going to be extremely beneficial for everyone everyone who's attending it. We have um, someone joining us with 30 years of MMA and boxing experience. we had over 50 professional fights and hundreds of grappling contests. And he's also a personal security expert, meaning he has done... Security work for some of the most important people on the planet, and he's going to he was kind enough to spend uh, one or two hours with us to guide us through the way he was brought up and the way in which he became successful and now he's doing coaching for businessmen and is going to um, share their success stories with us with us and then if anyone is interested, he is also open to coach someone personally uh, to train with them in the boxing gym in Marbella. So there's going to be a lot of options for you guys to not just get a taste of what it feels like to actually work on all the different areas of your life, but you're going to have all the opportunities afterwards to actually take action and not just to be motivated after the seminar, but you actually will have all the resources at your hand to take action, to dive right into training. Uh, meal plans, and you're going to get templates from me as well. And if any, any of you guys who want to get more clients, retain more clients, build your own business, work as a freelancer independently, and break out of the nine to five red rates, and you're also going to get access to my personal library of all the different courses which I have attended, and you're going to get a tremendous amount of content where you can then pick and choose whatever applies best for whichever business avenues you're going to pursue and we're also going to have a a potions master at our seminar and he is specializing in optimizing your body and this is super super important getting your body optimized is one of the main aspects for you and for your brain to work at the really at 100% capacity. And he's going to give us some insights and he's way more controversial, uh, excuse me, he's way more conservative than me, which I think is good because I'm super extreme in all I do and he's going to give you whatever you need, any uh, personalized meal plans or he's going to probably provide us some um, discount codes and some exclusive access to the things which he's also providing to his clients and then. You guys, again, have all the resources at hand. If you don't just want to stick with the meal plan, which I'm going to prepare for you, or which he prepares for you, you're also going to have, again, access to one-on-one coaching with some of the most knowledgeable people which I ever met. And these are all guys which I know personally um, and with whom I spend a lot of time with. So you're going to really have access to the best people around. And I've also posted in the Academy, in the motivational channel, the CV or the biography of one of the other speakers, a business expert, and he is really an incredible guy. And I think the story which you guys are going to benefit the most from is how he lost $2.5 million of personal net worth and how he recovered from that. I think that's the main thing everyone needs to hear, especially the guys in the crypto space. And, you know, I've touched on this dozens of times already, but the money alone unless you're already deserving of the money is not going to fix anything you're just going to lose the money again and then it really depends on your perspective whether or not you're going to make this into something positive or if you're going to get crushed by that event and he is an iron mind and he recovered from that and he's yeah one of the most knowledgeable and um, intelligent business people i've ever met so you guys are going to again have tremendous benefits from meeting him And we're also going to have um, one person which I don't want to mention on the VVV channel yet, but I think it's the one where all of the men attending are going to be thirsty for knowledge. Because I've I've had a couple of dinners with him and every time I was around him and there were other guys around, I mean those guys don't stop asking questions because what he's sharing is just so incredibly insightful. And I'm He's borderline famous, so I'm I'm super, super stoked that he even made time for us. And he's going to um, give us a a live session via Zoom, but he might also be in Marbella and he might attend in person. So depending on how things go, we maybe also have him in the villa and talking to us personally. So I'm super, super happy that he even agreed on, on making time for us. And then I'm, you know, despite the incredible lineup which we have, I'm also still working on one more guest. And today I I got the okay that he probably will attend. Now I just have to work out the remaining logistics. But this guy is um, an icon, like literally one of the most iconic people in that specific niche. And I'm—I mean, if he actually comes to the villa, you know, I'm—I'm admittedly a fanboy of his. So um, I keep my fingers crossed that we can actually make it happen. And. Maybe also some background, you know, the, there's a 12 people attending, everyone paid 5K, so there's a lot of liquidity, which um, I received to arrange everything, and I went out of my way to literally make it the best crypto event which ever happened, and you will notice once we put some of the streams live, and once we put some of the recordings live, that it doesn't look like a crypto event, we don't talk like on a crypto event, and it's literally... On another, uh, on another level than anything else which has ever been arranged in the crypto space. And I am particularly being super anal about the dress code. And Farsan and Christian, they've already seen it in the private telegram group. And the reason why I'm being very specific in how we dress and also very specific in where the, where the event actually happens, we pick the best villa and I want everyone to look their best. And this is going to add to you getting the most out of the seminar because if you're, if you're not required to dress up, then you're not going to take it seriously. And if you don't look the part, then you're probably not going to act the part. And if you sit there at the dinner with us and everyone is wearing a black suit and everyone looks slick and clean, then there's no doubt that you guys are going to get out of the seminar and you're going to be in the mindset which actually allows you to be successful. And we're also going to have um, Leon slash exec um being our pretend photographer and videographer and he's going to hopefully get some really nice shots of everyone as well so you guys have some something to post on your social media channels and are going to be able to represent not just vvv but also you know have some footage of you guys really looking slick and being surrounded by some high quality people And yeah, if you guys have any questions, put them in the comments. If you guys want any um, insights on the shark trade or the upcoming mint, let me know. Um, I'm probably not going to go too deep into that today. Um, I'm going to drop an announcement regarding the mint date. Um, Maybe tomorrow, maybe in two days. The logistics currently for the event take up a lot of time. But I'm going to publish some info around the mint then also more info about the shark trade and the shark trade is going to happen next week. So get your dolphins ready. And, you know, most of you guys have figured out what to do anyways already. So um, I'm also going to close the shark test rather soon. So anyone who has not completed the shark test yet, I highly, highly encourage you to take advantage of the opportunity to go through it because it's going to directly correlate with the shark trade and the guys and girls with the highest scores are going to have an exponential advantage over everyone else. And with that being said, guys, please leave a retweet and a like. Again, even if you're listening to the recording, the retweets and likes really help the algorithm and help push us to more exposure. And now I would hand it over to Christian. And Fasan. thank you again for joining And thank you for joining the event. I'm really looking forward to meeting you. And I I think we also have to give a shout out to Mr. Gunner, who literally comes from the other end of the world. And I don't know how many hours he's going to fly, but probably like 30, 50 hours uh, with multiple stops. And he really went out of his way to be able to attend. And this alone, just going through all the hassle on short notice to be there, that alone already tells me everything which I need to know. I know the guy is going to be super successful. He's only, I believe, 21 or 22 years old and he's already ahead of everyone else. And we had a few other community members and I don't mean to call you guys out, but we had a a few other guys in the community who said, yeah, I would like to join, but my brother's visiting, my father's visiting, and I've seen them in a long time. And that's all fine, but please always be aware that all those compromises are always going to be trade-offs for your own personal success. Because meeting your brother or meeting your father is probably not going to change your life. But being at the event maybe is going to change your life forever. And I can only speak from my personal experience, but literally every every single... And I've been very selective because not all the life events which are being arranged are obviously good, right? But every single life event which I attended changed my life. And it changed where I was going and it changed where I eventually ended up in and i'm very very sure that it's going to be the same for all the 12 attendees and even for the team members i think you're going to shift all of your lives into a better direction and you're going to be able to network with some like-minded people with wealthy and successful people you're going to walk away with a um, shark and then whale nft in your pockets so you're going to have you know some tangible tangible assets attached to the seminar as well and then i'm going to. Keep pushing, keep pushing for you guys, for you guys to, to guys perform, perform and to perform. take action. To not just take the seminars intellectual entertainment, but to actually keep delivering. And I'm going to hold you accountable, and I'm going to want to see you more and more successful over the course of the next couple of weeks and months.
2: Sean, can I ask something?
1: Yes. Can you try yes, to come closer, closer to the because mic your, because your um, your volume is low. Volume is low.
2: Okay. So I wanted to ask you, uh, I know you have uh, also attended uh, some meetings with uh, Dan Pena, is this something like that? Is this similar?
1: It's better than his event. And I don't mean to be disrespectful to Dan, but Dan's seminar is very specific for one purpose. And it's it's mainly so that there, there's a big mindset part but a, it, it's mainly focused on mna and unless you really really want to do mna you know the seminar all of the content of his seminar is, is on youtube already so you don't really have to go to the seminar the reason why i went twice is because I, I needed that kick in the ass by him personally for me to actually go out there and perform and i said this in the server as well after the first seminar I literally didn't take away anything from the first seminar because it was uh, you know the the cognitive dissonance was so immense I I was almost like paralyzed I was sick after the seminar uh, you know I I I, own, I I didn't really get it uh, I I just understood that something was wrong and I needed to push more and that's the reason why I came back because I I didn't really get it I, I was just you know I I woke up but, but I was really you know, out of almost out of my mind because now, now I really didn't know what to do. Right? I only knew okay, I have to go back. I, I need more guidance, and then I need some direct instructions of, of where to go. And I did that, and I followed all the steps which he outlines, and it was very successful. And I'm very, very thankful to him. That's also why I, I'm not sure if I have mentioned this before, but I, I have a portrait tattoo of Dan Pena to pay respect for him as my mentor because he had such a profound impact on my life. But I think the seminar, which he's arranging is only not only, but it's mainly suitable if you want to pursue one very specific area. And there's a lot of things which are lacking. And I also think the quality of people there is like rather low. There was only like two, maybe two guys per seminar, which really were high quality and super successful people, all the other ones. And he says this himself, all the other ones are desperate, and there's very, very few. There's maybe one per seminar who actually succeeds. So you know the the success rate of the seminar is, is rather. And again, not 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 meaning any disrespect, just the facts and he, all of the things he says himself. That the, the success quote of the regular seminars, one out of twenty or so, and the success quote of the hardcore seminar is I think like 50 percent. It's definitely much, much higher. And also again, the reason. Why it had such a good impact on me? Because after the first time, now you know I was not on track for success. Okay. Any more questions, Fasan?
2: No, thank you for the for the answer, uh, Sean. My pleasure. My pleasure. Looking forward to the to the whole event, uh, seeing everything in the telegram as well. Just, uh, I'm very hyped.
1: Yes, me too. I'm really, really looking forward to meeting everyone and I think it's going to be, you know, we're going to have a lot of fun. We're going to do some some really cool stuff. We're going to go, go to some really nice restaurants and places for dinner. We're, we are going to have uh, private chefs to uh, prepare lunch for you guys and you're going to meet some really important people. And I think just feeling their presence, that alone is going to change your lives because... and. For anyone listening in the in a, in our channel chat in VVV, we currently have a message pinned. Uh, I think it's a, the second most recent one, with, with my personal brand's private Telegram group. And right now it's approval only, so you have to, you know, request access, and then I'm going to to approve you guys. And you can see. And please only, I have to guess a give a disclaimer that only join the group if you are like pretty certain that nothing can offend you because we're going to talk some... We're going to talk like rather roughly about certain topics and there's going to be some cognitive dissonance for anyone joining because pretty much anything you believe and anything that has been fed to you by the system, we talk about the exact opposite being the reality and being the right thing to do. Meaning, and I'm going to try to only talk about the things which are not going to get us cancelled, most of the people in the group are convinced there's only two genders and most of us agree that there are certain roles for women and men in a relationship, that equality is maybe not the best way for a relationship and that well Maybe I will just stick with those two. I think they are already delicate enough. But anyone interested in joining the group, it's pretty much focused around the topics which we discussed at the In Real Life event. And I'm going to share some of the content which you cannot share in VVV uh, in that group. And it's, it's dedicated to forging better men and to, to really help you guys get out of the rut if you feel that there's more to your life and that there's more to becoming a man. And with that being said, Christian, um, I would hand it over to you to lead the remaining of the hour. Yes, sir. Well, thank you very much. Um, and,
0: uh, I wanted to say that, um, there has been a, a flood of new homeworks in, which is awesome. Um, I'm sure some of it is tied to trying to get through homework nine. Um, so uh, we've gotten caught up all, all the way through eight, and then all the nines that are uh, waiting; those will be completed today. We're we're getting close to a thousand homeworks graded, like uh, so, and, and we jumped up like two hundred homeworks in I don't know a, a week or two. So it's it's been pretty crazy, but it, uh, super exciting to see. Um, so the last time that we spoke, um, we were on Neutron Jack, and we finished with talking about how Neutron Jack's approach uh, tied into to VVV's approach. And really, the next homework is about Steve Jobs. Um, I'm sure Steve Jobs doesn't really need much of an introduction, uh, but the homework is uh, – Surrounds a video of him talking about how he runs his company, how he hires people, um, his philosophy of leadership, and really sort of the core value to, to what tied uh, his time at Apple um, together. And obviously, you know, it built it into uh, probably the biggest, if, if not one of uh, companies in in the uh, in human history, especially for its reach. I mean, to only be competed with by you know maybe Walt Disney and a couple others. Um, one of the things that I really wanted to uh, to dive into about uh, Steve was he has some real correlations with uh, Jack Welch that we talked about in the last lesson and. It's really impressive to me when when I was doing the homework um, how his way of of running a company was so different. Just like uh, Jack's was in in sort of this flat um, le- uh, company style where the leader uh, the the CEO is very very available. Um, there are not lots of levels of of bureaucracy, which is not something that I've experienced in my day-to-day life, um, <laughs> but, uh, I'm used to being uh, seeing lots of committees and lots of, of bureaucracy. Um, and, and here are these two giants of industry who both succeeded, even with huge companies, which most people think, okay, the bigger the company gets, the more people you're going to need in various levels of, of leadership. Um, and so it was really impressive to, to learn about and to see that things really can be different if you have a, a leader that's very strong um, and and has very strong uh, core values as to, as to how they're going to run things. Um, I, the first question I really wanted to ask of you, Sean, was, um, there's a lot of consternation as we go through different lessons from from the students and, you know, admittedly me, when I started, you know, I, I remember with love being zero, you know, that one was really impactful from how stark some of the ways that, um, Nick really approached, uh, winning. Um, there's a lot of consternation, uh, whenever there's a leader that has a reputation for being particularly rough or maybe socially not graceful. Um, you know Steve Jobs has this this image of being this uh huge genius and and built this huge uh company and and is an innovator and you know ideas won won the day but also there's been these movies that were very negative towards his personality and style how how much of that do you think is what we've talked about in the past which is just he succeeded so people are going to try to tear him down how much of it is is real to to the point that he had a a difficult personality and how much of that is needed to succeed in business or or do you think that that wasn't necessarily needed it's just part of of who he was
1: okay before i answer the question christian there was one one thing popping up and uh, rightfully so so AK89 is asking, can we focus on new projects instead of life coaching? There's no update about possible investment in fuel, million, hyperlane eigenlayer. I respect the academy, but I think there are more important issues to cover. So to give you the short answer, November 5 million. That's what you need, want to know. So now you know. And regarding the more important issues, I highly, highly disagree because everything is intertwined and all those investments are going to mean nothing unless you get your head screwed on straight. And I understand VVV is an investment vehicle, but like it's always the guys complaining about not wanting to hear about the aspect of personal growth and preparing you guys to actually have money where you are going to lose the money anyways. It's literally going to be completely meaningless. Even if it does 1,000x, you're going to end up being broke again. So I understand, you, obviously, you want to know, you know info about the investments and so on. understand that many of the things, especially the, the outreach and uh, building the relationships of those projects, all of that is going to happen behind the scenes. And I'm only going to update you guys when there's actually a point in doing so. Because many times it can actually compromise the relationship and it can compromise working on the deal if you talk about things too soon. But now you have the date, you know the project, so prepare however you want to prepare. But rest assured, the the, the investment aspect of VVV is not going to be neglected. I just have to be very aware that everything is interconnected and just like attracting individuals like niels from Orki, you know all of that is highly highly dependent on the brand itself and the brand is only as good as the community is and it's only as good as the leadership is and that's why it's so important to to curate the right mindset amongst the community and amongst the members because if you only have a bunch of degenerates in the server and in the community then no one wants to work with us then we're not going to have any investment if all we focus on are the investments, then we're not going to have good investments. It's super, super simple. Like, the, If you focus on that one thing only, then you're going to be one of the crap community VCs. It's, and then you're going to have terrible deals. Then you're going to have fees. And everything is going to go into a downward spiral where everything is just going to fail. And if a company like FTX is going to fail, then just imagine all, all those community VCs. Do you really think these guys are any better than the guy at the very top? I mean, you really have to think about why I focus so much on curating the right community. And the reason, one of the reasons why I do it is because this is my life's work and I understand what is important to high-performing people and the main thing is integrity and having smart people who can add value to them and that only happens if we focus strongly on the academy and, and I don't like the term, but and on life coaching, because that's just so important. You know, networking and life coaching, all of that goes along. You, you make the best connections by working deals, and all of that is going to happen naturally. And I'm like, probably like 90% of the work which I do, you don't even see. And even if you saw it, you, you couldn't make sense of it, because it's, you know, it, it's, it's very... You know, how things actually work is so different from how you think things work. It's not going to make sense to anyone. But the guys coming to the in real life event, you're going to see really, really quickly how the world actually works. And I'm going to, you know, everyone who attends is going to be under an NDA, but I'm going to ask these guys for, you know, to share some of the insights. And I think then it's also going to make sense or more sense for you guys. But again, it's a valid point. So thank you for bringing it up it's It's very, very important that we keep speaking our minds and that you guys tell me if there's anything where you are not happy with So Christian, please can I repeat the question once more
0: yeah i'll I'll make it more succinct. Um, so a lot of times when we hear about um, these these giants of industry, we get uh, you know information about how great they were, people who say, Um, They loved working for him. I I was reminded in a lot of the uh, Walt Disney uh, homeworks that I recently graded um, going back through that and and how there were those who said he was like a father and then others who said, well, he never gave praise and he put people in adversarial relationships. Um, Steve Jobs is one of those people that has that sort of mix of reputation as both huge genius um but also very difficult to deal with. Uh or, Well, you can
1: actually you can actually yeah. you know, you can actually call it how it is like many many people thought and um Steve Austin said it himself, Steve Jobs was an asshole. That's how many many people yeah. thought of him.
0: Yeah, exactly. So I I guess my question is is how much of that is just who you have to be to succeed? how much of that is a tendency of successful people or a certain type of successful people to be very straight talking direct maybe even have you know an exacting sense to them that tends to result in anger or sort of that asshole um moniker and and how much of it do you think is just un you know fair or unfair
1: well there's no nice super successful people because if you 're trying to be nice all of the time and you're, if you're trying to be vanilla about how you do things to please everyone, that's how you're going to fail and We had a, a similar discussion in general chat where people were slightly well not really concerned, but they were asking you know if I, if I build up my personal brand and if I share my views and if I speak very bluntly and frankly, then does that not repel? Potentially some of the future investments. And the answer is yes, but it is going to attract the high quality individuals and it's going to naturally repel the projects and we probably should not or do not want to invest in. Because if you are, as a leader, super sensitive and you get easily offended by things, then you're going to fail. That's just, it's just impossible to get successful without having really, really thick rhino skin where nothing can actually affect you. And then, of course, there's, there are some instances where uh, a good leader might have the wrong stakeholders and then he might not be able to work with you because you said something on social media or whatever. And that's why I make the dis- distinction between my personal brand and VVV, where my face is not going to show up as the face of VVV. We are going to have the, the Twitter Spaces events where you hear my voice, but there's not, not going to be like any obvious association um, regarding the brand. And I'm, but I'm also not trying to hide that I'm actually running VVV. So, you know, there's going to be like a, a balance there where we, we're not going to make it super obvious where I'm offending someone and I don't... I don't do this on purpose, by the way, right? But where someone gets offended and then, you know, it's compromising the brand. We're not going to do this on purpose. But also keep in mind that those people being difficult, that's the exact thing which is attracting the right people and which allows them to be super successful. You have to be special and you have to naturally repel a good chunk of people because that's the only way in which you can attract the super... Influential and important, and passionate, and dedicated people to work with you on your mission and to really buy into the vision and to really be 100% aligned with you and to also be just similarly as extreme as you are. That, that's really the only thing, the only way in which you can actually build a brand like Apple. Like, you know how, how much people love Apple products, and it doesn't matter if, uh, if any of the Android. Smartphones is ten times better than an iPhone. They will still buy the iPhone because they love Apple. And the only way to build something which is which has such an strong impact and presence, it's only possible if you are. Well, I don't want to say ass, an, an asshole, but you know, if you are very extreme in how you run things, that's that, that's just the nature of the world. Anyone who's trying to go with the flow, you're just going to be. Um, neglect the very one.
0: What what do you think it is about strong leaders like that that draw such high caliber folks? Is it just that strength uh, respects strength? Is there something that, you know, the challenge of working in that environment or knowing that, you know, it's going to be a meritocracy you know, because it's always – I mean, Steve Jobs, obviously, in, in the lesson, one of the things that comes out is he said, the best idea wins. It, it doesn't matter if it's my idea. What do you think it is about that that – because it really is almost like an oil and water sort of thing. You, it, it pushes people way away or it pulls them way in. Why, why does that dynamic exist? What, what do you think drives that psychologically?
1: I don't really know what it tries, but I can tell you why it works. And it works because being uncompromising and also being intolerant, that's going to make people respect you. You cannot respect someone who tolerates everything, where someone who has no, no lines or borders and you can just do everything with them. You're not going to respect them, but someone who actually has a spine, And it's going to stand up for things. Even if you do not agree with that person, you are going to respect that person. Like there's, you know, there's lots and lots of people who worked for Steve Jobs or with uh, Steve Jobs or even his competitors, even Bill Gates, for example, you know, many people would agree that they didn't like him, but for sure they did respect him. And that's the main thing because people will still work with you because they respect you and because they know you will not compromise and you will not do the wrong thing even if you don't, even if they don't like you if they know for sure you always do the right thing and you you deliver a good service a good product and you have a tremendous value in your company they will still work with you there's like the world and maybe there's a the perception of the world is different because the mass media is going to is painting a, a different picture but the world is not as sensitive as you might think it is especially at the top people like all of the guys I'm associated with they get they don't get offended by anything you can say whatever you want to them and they don't get offended. And that's the main thing, which is allowing them to be successful. And that's again, the main reason why I'm not concerned about people uh, you know, getting repelled or offended by some of, the, some of the things which I might say, because at the end of the day, it's going to attract the right people and it's going to make the brand more valuable. And I, I'm pretty sure you know, with Niels, for example, if we, if we dive into um, capitalism, and different political topics, we are probably going to agree on, on most of it. But we respect each other as individuals so much that it, it really doesn't matter. Like we, we are both on the same side, we are, we are fighting the good fight. And I'm 100% confident, and I don't even know him that well, but I'm 100% confident that he always will make the right decision for Orki. And that's why I feel super comfortable with the investment which we made, because I know that his personality is also going to repel certain people and he is going to stand up and he's not going to compromise and he's going to keep Orki safe and he's going to do everything in his power to make Orki the most successful company on the planet. So that's the kind of, of guy you want to bet on. And it's, it's, I don't have to agree with him on everything. I just want to, to see that he's a strong leader, that he's uncompromising, that he's going to be intolerant of things which potentially could hurt his company. And, you know, I'm... I'm like he still is one of my favorite guys and we had and obviously this was my fault we had some of our differences as well but you know if you if you approach the relationship with respect then you know you you can look past these things and you can work together and you eventually can become the dream team it's it's very simple
0: it's interesting, and, and this may be um, in in line with that. This, this may be a question that you say is uh, <laughs> to save for another day but, um, or a different venue. But if, uh, if being easily offended is not necessarily tied to a particular view set, but is instead a personality trait, what is it? internal to someone that makes them incapable of working with someone who is, um, you know, rigidly individual or, um, or has that intolerant, uh, view set where you're, it's like my, my way or the highway, my values, like, I'm going to tell, I'm going to shoot it straight. Like why do some people tend to wallow in this, uh, mindset of, of offense, or, or uh, being easily threatened?
1: I think it's a mixture of false pride and low self-esteem. I've never met someone with super high self-esteem who was easily offended.
0: Gotcha. And, and that, I guess, gives them some sort of, of uh, shield because then they have something to turn on you saying that, you know you offended me in some way, so it, it's it's sort of a defense mechanism in some ways
1: uh, I think you have to differentiate between and this again you know it's a can of worms which has on yeah i I'm, <laughs> <20, laughs> oh, I'm, I'm, I'm I'm just going to touch yeah. on it slightly okay. um. I think you also have to differentiate between man and woman, because women naturally are more emotional. So you have to be more careful when you talk to a woman. In uh, in my opinion, because women pay a lot of attention to like very specific words. So you know that them you you might have a conversation and then you use the wrong word, and then they might get offended because they. Have more emotions attached to specific words, so you have to be more careful in which words you use. And again, this does not apply to the because we have a lot of those <laughs> in our community. This does not apply to the businesswoman, which we have in our community. Those guys most of the time don't get uh, gals. Those girls usually don't get offended by anything either because they have adopted a, a stronger mindset. But the you know just generally speaking. Women are slightly more emotional than men, but then we have the issue that in, in in the current society, men have become super emotional, so now men also get offended by everything, and that 's the issue that the, the emotional man because a man is not supposed and Jesus, you know i 'm drifting away so <laughs> sorry you know, man <laughs> it, emotional men are dangerous and you know, I don't mean that you have to be unemotional and you cannot show emotions. I mean that your decisions and your behavior should not be led by emotions. That's the thing. As a man, you are supposed to be a professional. And if you're in a relationship with both parties, always get emotional about everything and about making decisions. I mean, then it's going to be a, a, a rough ride for, for, for everyone. And especially as a leader, you just can't make decisions based on emotions. And I've seen this myself, you know, because I'm not free of flaws, right? Over the, like, since I started VVV, some, you know, in some instances, I did get emotional. And every single time it hurt me and it hurt my relationship with, with certain members and people. And I think most of, like, all of those issues have been resolved afterwards. But every time I got even just slightly emotional, it always hurt me and it always hurt the brand and it always hurt where we were going. And that's why on the in the past four weeks I really, really focused on not getting emotional anymore about anything. And I think I'm now at the point where I can call myself truly a professional, where you call me anything in the server and you know, usually things which like really triggered me where if someone called me a hypocrite, because it's I know for sure that it's not true. But I also understand that if you don't have all the information and you look at specific things and maybe you're new in the community then of course it, you, you know might you might think this way but it really takes you to be a professional and look at everything objectively to actually understand the other person if i just get emotional then that's a sure way to to fail
0: yeah thank you and um to, to kind of like step back a bit and, and look at another of the the points that are are in the lesson i know one of the the big things that uh, steve jobs preached about his company was he wanted to run it like a startup um in some ways what he described as as a startup uh, matched you know, some things that uh that neutron jack did in the lesson that we just went over but um from your standpoint it, it's obvious that Lots of aspects of of VVV are also um, in this uh, flat leadership style where uh, individual leaders in in different areas have a lot of responsibility, um, and uh, they uh, then have direct access to the leader at all times. There's not a lot of bureaucracy. So um, is there anything about why you feel like uh, VVV functions better that way, or even if you wanted to talk a little bit about why the the philosophy of being a structure like a startup is good for for a business. It and are there some businesses that it's not good for, or do you feel like it's, you know, kind of universally that's the best type structure?
1: Well you probably will find the odd exception where it's not good for the business. <laughs> but generally speaking, it's extremely, extremely important for the leader to withdraw after you've built the foundation to withdraw from certain areas of the business and allow other people to shine and I think I I slightly went over um, I I slightly waited too long um, to, to hand over certain areas to our team members but I'm now actively doing it so Andy for example you know Andy could Andy has so much experience that, and I only, he only shared his uh, biography w- with me, um, I think yesterday. And the guy is, you know, Andy, you probably have been too humble <laughs> since you joined VVV because I, I think Andy could, could run VVV probably just as well as I because he has so much experience and he's really a, a good guy. He has super high integrity. He, I mean, he is, you know, he has been extremely humble and I'm super, super grateful that he's on our team. And I also realized Before he sent me his biography, I realized that he is so capable and also that he deserves more credit than he is currently getting, that he should run all the AMAs and that he should be more public in his presence as running the research aspect of EV. And I I really want to go out of my way over the course of the next couple of weeks to shift much, much more responsibility. To individual team members, and I, I think the you know it's it's really perfect timing that we have the real life event. Then I can talk with the team members directly. Um, Andy is probably going to live in my villa for uh, the one or two days where he is here, and then I'm I'm going to you know prepare all the individual team members to gradually pretty much take over VVV. and I'm still going to be you know the guy running things that, and I I don't like to say it this way, but just for the the sake of making sense of it, I'm I'm still going to be the guy at the top running things and and steering the huge vehicle which we have, but there's going to be a lot of freedom for those team members to run the areas over which they have control and authority over as they deem fit. And I think that's, that's what Steve Jobs did, right? And that's the only way in which you can actually scale and make it super successful because you if you as a founder hold on too long to everything, then you're just suffocating your own business. And this, this really happens to a lot of people and especially some of the successful guys which I've met and you know most of, probably some of them which come to the event as well. They suffer from this where it's like a... It means something slightly different, but it, it's a very fitting term. It's pride of authorship. where You do not want to give away any of the credit. You don't want to give away responsibility because you you think you can do everything better but it's a a a big flaw and luckily i I knew this already from my previous business where i i could see the business flourish once i gave away more responsibility to my employees so now i'm I'm not going to um, make that mistake and i i have a i think i have a high awareness of my own flaws and um, i think you guys are going to see VVV strive even more than we do now by, you know, um, Andy and also by you, Christian, having more responsibility over the academy and by Exec being more involved in the academy and having more authority. I think that's going to be extremely healthy for the community.
0: Yeah, oh, no, that's one more thing.
1: Yeah, yeah. One, one more thing. And so the, the shark trade, for example, and, and the, the, the airdrop afterwards. That also goes along those lines because what's, what you will see happening is that these two events are going to shift more of the ownership of the collection to the community. And that's also vital because I want the best shareholders and stakeholders of VVV And I know just based on, not just based, but, and I, I'm sure I'm going to miss something now, but based on the holdings, of NFTs currently based on the performance in the Academy and based on the performance of the shark test, I know who the the shareholders of more assets should be. And that's exactly what I'm going to do. I'm probably giving away like 300 ETH, probably even more like 3 to 500 ETH worth of value. I'm just going to give away because I know that's the thing which I have to do to reward the community for being such an incredible support and really the main thing why we even are successful. And to give you an idea about the shark trade, um, I, you guys have seen that the demand for the shark NFTs is super, super high. Like court has been overflown with, you know, statements why someone deserves a shark and so on. And, the mint sold out instantly and we have like 200 200 people who want a shark right so for me it would be super easy to just make all the remaining 100 sharks or whatever that's left available to those guys and pocket 100 ETH or like 150 ETH and make a quick buck right but I don't need the money and I always know what the right thing to do is so I'm not going to do that I'm going to do something differently which is going to be beneficial for the health of the ecosystem and that's And I I don't want to to give myself too much credit, but that's the thing which no one in the space does. And that's the thing which is going to make VVV special because I don't care about the money. I'm going to do the thing which is going to be best for the community and you guys are going to see that it's going to make uh, a lot of people very, very happy.
0: Yeah. And I just want did I, to, did
1: I even answer the original question? I don't know. Yes, sir. <laughs> yeah, you did. And, and I want to
0: say that this, um, this is more of a statement than a question, but I'll get to the next question in a second. But, um, I, I think this really ties to the conversation that we were having earlier about, you know, alpha hour having so much about mindset and, and not to go back to, you know, I, I think it was the week before, um, the last week or the week before, but, um, that really is the BVV difference is that this this company this community um, continues to run around that core value uh, that you've set of it being about the community and about their growth and about their benefit and and like you like you said not to say that it doesn't also you know benefit you as the leader but they're there are many easier ways <laughs> for you to make a lot more money uh, off of, you know, running it just like any other VC and and sell people on, you know, hey, let me let me pitch you the deals we have coming every week and talk them up. And, you know, I I've actually been impressed, too, with we hear about each of, of the deals, but we don't get sold the deals. <laughs> it's like, do your due diligence. You heard the AMA, tell me whether you want it or not. Right. Which, which is to me, you, you know, a huge uh, difference with the other, you know, three or four that I at least, you know, have tangential, uh, you know, experience with. Um, and, and I think the Academy and, and these alpha hours are are huge Uh, addition to that it it really is all for the community and um, I'm I'm grateful and I know so many others are to have a space like this um, that isn't just about you know where you have to put you know a distance between yourself and the community and the leadership because you have this sense that they're constantly trying to sell you on stuff and that it's really about them and not about making you any better so um, I don't know if you have anything to say about that before I go on (laughs)
1: You know, there's there's two things which are, I think, important to realize, especially regarding Nillion, right? There's, you know, Ahmed really deserves all the credit for arranging Nillion for us, and he could easily, he could have easily sold that soft agreement over the counter to someone else and easily made a couple hundred thousand dollars. So he had an immense amount of integrity, and also and i'm very, very thankful for this because I, I think very highly of him. he also respects me a lot, and that's why he arranged that for us and I'm incredibly grateful to him because he has shown and that's also why I slightly not just slightly but you know I regret that he he has left b v v but I understand that he he is very similar to me, he needs to be the guy in charge, and that that's what he needs know to to well to, to flourish and to to realize his full potential, so you know i'm I respect him tremendously, and he has shown his his degree of integrity by by really just arranging this farce without any benefit to him like he he has really shown that he is like one of those guys who you really can respect with all of your heart and we had a call recently, and you know like a business I don't know if I can disclose anything but I pretty much told him you know I don't even need all the info you know whatever you need you will get I'm going to support you 100% blindly I don't need to know anything else I know everything uh, which I need to know and you know my gut feeling about Ahmed from day one was super super strong um I remember he came into VV and we, we started DMing each other and it pretty much was love at first sight and um Yeah, I I think it's just incredible uh, what he did for us and I'm very much looking forward to supporting him in his future ventures and I'm sure you guys are going to see sooner or later uh, what he's working on as well. And again, the Nillion deal, the demand for that is going to be so high. It would be super easy to just do it with fees, make an exception and tell everyone, hey, we have to do it with fees because of X and pocket a, you know, 50 to k easily but again it's not, not the thing which I'm after I'm not motivated by money That that's the, the main differentiator to everyone else we do not need the damn money and we don't need to arrange things in a way where we exploit the community and that's really the, the thing which makes us so special yeah absolutely and um, just to echo that thank you
0: so much uh, Inferno if you're uh, if you're listening. Uh, we're very, very blessed uh, well, I see, to I have see
1: you. I see we have a speaking request by Cryptoman, and I'm just going to add her as a speaker. And also, anyone else listening, if there's, like, if there's ever anything where you want to challenge me or you want to raise concerns or you want to spread some thought, you can always request to speak. I will always approve anyone to speak, and we're not going to censor anyone, anything which needs to address you guys just comment, speak your mind. If I don't see one of the comments on the Spaces event, because Twitter is completely messed up, then just request to speak and I'm going to happily debate anything. Like there's literally nothing which you cannot ask me. And this is, I think, very, very important to just repeatedly mention because I can see that people falsely maybe have too much respect. But they don't want to maybe be blunt with me. But that's really something which I appreciate if you guys actually do that. So, um, Cryptomom, you are connecting and then very welcome to speak your mind. Okay. You should now be able to speak. Unless you request it. To speak by accident, (laughs) Uh, and we will just okay. Okay.
3: All right. Now, um, I'm my name in the server swim mom, so I just wanted to clarify that. Um, I know. Yeah. (laughs) Okay. So, um, I guess a few things. So, I've been with Sean from the beginning, and I have ultimate respect for him. So, I wanted to clarify that. I think what he's been doing with the academy, I agree with 300%. I think that everyone's focus should be that, and I'm not saying that because, you know, I like Sean, and I'm, you know, I'm just saying that to be honest, so I'm pretty straightforward, and second thing I want to bring up is this emotion issue. Being a female, I'm a lot older than all of you, I've been through VC funding, I've bought and sold companies, so it's really important that emotion is always there, but one of the most important things that I have learned, you know, me kind of literally, you know, being in the bathroom, I mean, yes, we are more emotional, and I'm, I'm, I'm going to state that, literally after being rejected by my first term sheet in the bathroom crying and having to learn some hard lessons along the way. um, But we're really important to not just we will be emotional. We're human beings, but controlling the emotion is what everyone really has to learn. Because it's gonna that's what's going to be like your number one failure, making emotional decisions, which reads the irrational decisions, which takes you from like, you know, being able to succeed in life to literally just falling apart. I mean, it's a fine line, but I just want to emphasize that. So I just also, as a female, I support Sean and what he's saying, actually. But it's really in in everyone's interest to do that. And you know, I I just want to express to everyone that if you know, I I really love this community. And one thing I asked Sean is that one reason it would be great if we get a bit more advanced notice for these events because. Some <laughs> of us just can't make it. It's not because we don't want to. So um, that would be great for the next event.
1: You, you mean the the real life event? Yes. Yes. Yeah. So I already have plans. I'm going to announce the next one um, probably like one or two weeks after the current one, mm-hmm. and then it's going to be aimed for maybe February and probably again in Mabea,
3: okay. But
1: you're going to get like two months okay. uh, notice at least. Okay,
3: that'd be great. But that's all I have to say. Yes. So anyway, thanks.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, thank you for chiming in. It's always great to hear, uh, the communities wise, thank you. Okay, Christian, um, I have 10 more minutes. Okay,
0: great. Um, so one of the things that in in this, maybe sort of a a pathway for a few other uh, smaller questions. But I remember, um, you know, being in a time when Apple was really an also ran as far as computers, Microsoft had complete control. There was all of the antitrust things going on about internet Explorer and packaging with, um, with windows and, Really, the only folks who used Apple computers were uh, that I remember in, um, you know, in in uh, school were uh, folks working on like literary magazines and stuff. It was it was basically folks who were doing design, and otherwise, business was Microsoft anything, you know, gaming was Microsoft anything. Power user, um, I mean, it was it was really they had covered everything, and then watch as Jobs took back over Apple and then just slowly but surely ate at that market share until it seemed like it would be even for a while. And now, like you said, Apple has really become the, a brand in addition to just the, um, you know, the computing power that, that it offers. What do you think, uh, it, it's kind of a two-part question, what do you think was the difference in bringing Apple back uh, that Steve Jobs did right? Why was that? And then what do you think it is about Apple's brand that make people want to use it despite you know, maybe even it being less powerful or, or more expensive um, than similar hardware from,
1: from Microsoft
0: in, in modern times?
1: Well, the reason why Steve Jobs was successful in bringing it back is because he, and I, I think there's a quote from him um, in one of his speeches. I think it was, I think it was at the Harvard speech. Like that's one famous speech uh, which he's giving, and like the reason why they didn't succeed while he was gone, and while you know they actually almost ruined the company. In his absence, um, was because it's not their baby, so they' are not going to treat it with the same passion as Steve Jobs himself, and that's really the the main thing where you have to balance the pride of authorship with the absolute passion for your life's work, and that that requires a lot of awareness and you know maybe also an immensely strong gut feeling where you always know the right thing to do. And in my opinion, the, the main reason why Steve Jobs was able to bring it back is because he is driven by passion. And no matter what it takes out of him personally, and no matter what sacrifices it might require for the company, and you know sometimes you also have to sacrifice employees, and you, you have to cut, cut down, and you have to refocus the, 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 the business itself for it to become more successful or to become successful again. You can only do that if you are driven by a passion. And if the only thing that matters is for that brand and that business to be successful and to, to be what it is supposed to be. And uh, what was the second question? The, really,
0: the, the fact that he was able to create a brand that oh, everybody yeah. wanted to be part of. What is it about?
1: Yeah, because, he, um, because he, he created the product with love. That, that's really the main thing. He, he loves his product. Yeah. You can argue, you know, you know, Bill, Bill Gates deserves all the credit in the world for, for building Microsoft. But you don't feel any love in the products which are made by Microsoft. That's the main thing. And if you also, like, if you know psychology really well, and you look at how Bill Gates interacts in interviews when he talks about his product and his vision. And when you compare it to Steve Jobs, you can literally see that Steve Jobs was so passionate about the product, making it the best for the customer, where the the focus of Bill Gates, I think he lost somewhere, because I think he was passionate about um Microsoft as well. But I think somewhere down the line, as he got older, he lost that love for. I'm not even sure if he, if he lost the love for, for, for the company, but I think he lost the love for. And now I'm, I'm probably going to get too political, but I think he lost the love for the customer and to a degree also for humanity. And that's going to, you know, now we're going to get into the. the his work in Africa and the big scenes and some of the things he's doing. I think he has lost touch with certain things, which are absolutely necessary to actually create something which other people can love as well. Because if you do not feel love just with respect, right? If I respect you, then you're probably going to respect me. But if I'm not going to respect you, then, you know, how could you respect me? And it's the same thing with creating things out of passion and out of love.
0: Yeah, in in fact in the
1: Steve um, Ballmer homework,
0: that that was more passion in him than I've ever really seen in in at least the interviews I've seen with Bill Gates. Right, like you said, not to say yes. that he was never passionate about it, but I've never seen that level of excitement. Um in the in the interviews I've I've seen uh, well you
1: you can see it in some of the in some of the early interviews, um, I would have to dig deep, but in some of the early interviews you can you can see it in his eyes. He he was really really passionate and he he had that love, and I, I think that's also why he was able to attract Steve Ballmer, for example, because if you are not, you know you have to be a certain personality to attract someone who is who is then buying into the vision as much as Steve Ballmer, and then really shares the love for the company
0: and i um this gets into kind of my my last question for today which is something that um you've uh had to mentor me on which is kind of that balance between romanticism and uh straight talk how how do you balance that as as a founder that loves his project but also like you said sometimes has to do things that temporarily hurt in order to, to benefit the future? How how do you balance those,
1: those two things? I think they're actually the same thing. And I think, and this is something which you will see, I believe that you, that's something which you see in all the icons which you have studied so far, is that they can be ruthless whenever it's required. And that's really a skill you have to master because if you are soft and if you are afraid of making tough decisions, that's when you start to compromise and that's when you will see that everything falls apart. So it's really to... to Like to laugh and to always do the right thing, that's only possible if you are being ruthless.
0: Have you always been able to to do that well or is that something you had to...
1: Did no, I, I mean, uh, I probably s- slowly started to be able to do that. Well, the best answer is you can only actually develop that once you find something you are truly passionate about, and only then, once you become passionate about something, then you naturally become ruthless because because if you if you Love something with all of your heart, then you're going to protect it in a ruthless manner. Just imagine, I think an easy example is, imagine your your girlfriend or your partner and you love them with all of your heart and then they get attacked by someone on the street. You're probably going to be willing to die to protect them, right? And that's where you are going to be ruthless in protecting them. So I think love and passion are really what what's... What's sparking the ability to make tough decisions. And then at some point there might be some instances where you love something or someone, and then you know, there might be objectively things which go wrong, and then you might be blinded by feeling the love and by, by feeling certain emotions too strongly. And then you also need to be able to dip into the skill set of being objective about certain things and judging things objectively and less emotionally and then making tough decisions if um, if they potentially compromise either you as a person, as an individual, or if they compromise what you're building. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. Thank you. Okay, let me just... Read through the comments because, before we stop because I think we have some um, questions lined up. So Masak is asking, Will Exodus Exodus turn into a, a kind of university with some regular expensive in real life coaching events in the future? Do you plan to link it with VBB via already mentioned new business utility? Yeah, so I... I plan to expand Exodus as like an additional academy, university kind of thing, where we can discuss and learn taboo topics, which we cannot discuss under the VVV brand. So VVV is going to be more focused on on business and the business mi- business mindset, and Exodus is going to dive into personal relationships, psychology, and, and, and health as a, as a whole. And everything is so intertwined that it's, it's, it's almost impossible to separate things like, very clearly, but we're going to just differentiate between things which we can talk about without being cancelled, that's going to be in VVV, and the more delicate topics we're going to keep in Exodus and keep them also more gated, and gated through two means – one by making things by giving things an appropriate price point so it's not accessible to everyone because not everyone needs the information and those who need the information they have to associate a certain degree of financial pain with getting the information to actually be able to make most out of the information they receive if i take away the ability for you if i take away the the privilege of you to pay for something then you're going to value it less So certain things need to be paid for simply for you to actually pay attention and to take it seriously. So that's the reasoning also behind the price point of the in real life event. I want to only have certain individuals at the event who who have either the financial ability to afford it easily or who are willing to make the sacrifice to spend that amount of money to, to come. Let me see some of the other questions. Okay. Twitter's only showing me the ones from like 30 minutes ago. So if there have been other ones, please let me know afterwards and then I can cover them either in our server or on the next half hour. And the last question is from Brian, which is will sharks from trade be automatically staked? And the answer is yes. That's... I think i said this during the phase one mint that there's not going to be any nfts afterwards which are not going to be automatically staked so all all the events and mints which we have afterwards you always have to assume that it's going to be staked already and with that being said guys thank you guys so much for joining thanks again for listening in if you haven't done so yet kindly leave a retweet and a like that would be very much appreciated. And I'm very much looking forward to meeting our 12 selected community members next week. I'm also very much looking forward to meeting the team in person. And we're going to, assuming that Leon is going to figure out all the technicalities and that we can get a hold of the camera and all the equipment in time, we're going to stream, every not, not everything, but we're going to stream certain um certain speakers and, and certain parts of the seminar live. And we're also going to make some recordings available afterwards. And then you guys are going to get some insights. And then I'm going to announce the next event in maybe two weeks. And then you guys can see what we have been doing and potentially sign up for the next one. So thank you once again. And thank you, Farsan, Christian. And also a big thanks to Swim Mom, for sharing her her point of view as well and yeah i'm going to see you on the next one thank you
0: this recording has been prepared and made available by vvv it is for informational purposes only and should not be considered a solicitation to sell buy or subscribe to any financial instruments or products vvv does not express any opinion as to the present or future price of any instrument mentioned in this recording The information provided in this recording is believed to be valid and accurate on the date it is first published, but VVV, along with its directors, officers and employees, does not accept any liability for any loss arising from the use of this information as it may change in the future without notice. Any decision made by a party after listening to this recording shall be on the basis of its own research and not based on the information and opinions provided by VVV.